Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to Girls Next Level. Bridget, tell everybody where you're at. I am in Boston, Massachusetts at the Omni Parker Hotel. Haunted Hotel. Yes, very. So we're so excited because earlier this week, Bridget and I recorded our very first guest episode, and it felt so right to bring Crystal Camden on as our first guest. She was in the first episode of the show. She's a Playboy model who lived with us at the mansion in 2003. She lived there for a year at the height of the Mean Girls era, so we had a lot to get into. Yeah, it was so good catching up with her. It was so fun. And Bridget and I have a little secret to share with you guys. We do this podcast entirely by ourselves. We don't have editors or producers, graphic designers, nothing. We do it all. So since we were recording our first remote podcast, there was an issue. The issue was I sound like I'm calling in from a tin can from Antarctica. It was so bad. And I had planned to let Bridget take the lead with this episode because she and Crystal were so close and I knew she had all these great questions prepared. But thank God I did because I sound crazy. In this interview, I sound like I'm calling from halfway around the world. But thank you guys for hanging in there with us. We're all learning this together and we hope you enjoy the episode. Chris, I'm so excited to see you. Hi, good to see you too. I haven't seen you since the actual mansion. Oh my gosh, really? Has it been that long? For those of you listening and can't see her beautiful face, we have Crystal Camden. Hello. You guys remember her from the show. Um, so, Crystal, just so you know, this is audio and video, okay. so it depends. Like, um, it's it's audio um, for most of the people listening, but if they're part of our Patreon, then they see the video as well, oh, or at cool. least parts of it, whatever. Yeah. So, um, not everyone will see. Crystal, I want to go back, like, to the very, very beginning. Like, I remember the first night we re- we met you. I'm pretty sure. It was the first night anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were all at a nightclub called Barfly. Barfly, correct. And I want to know, like, because I don't even know if I actually know the answer to this. Like, obviously, um, you're one of the beautiful girls that are at the club, and you come in to say hi to Hef. But, like, how, who were you there with, and how were you able to, like, breach the ropes and come and say hello? Okay, wow. That's a funny question. Um so I was like, I admired you guys, and I thought you were so beautiful, like from the top before when, you know, obviously we're not the mansion before I moved to LA, but, you know, all the girls in Half Circle and the Playmates and just all like the beautiful blondes and brunettes, you know, just all the beautiful girls. And I was always fascinated with that group, that crowd. So I kind of figured out where you guys hung out. So I would show up there, you know, I didn't have any friends at the time, so I would go by myself. I was very Aww. daring. To go to an L.A. nightclub by yourself, that's amazing. I love that. I don't think I would ever do that. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I was just – I mean, I've done it. It was fun. Um, But I think it was Ron Smith I ran into. He was like, oh, I know Hef. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Do you? And he was like, sure sure enough, he brought me in. And I don't know if I remember Hef saying this, but he always used to say that's the best thing Ron Smith ever did for him was introduce him to me. (laughs) Oh my God, that is classic. And I love that. And for you guys listening who don't know, Ron Smith was a friend of Hef's. I think we might have mentioned him in an episode. I think and we said did. We called him Grimace because we didn't know like what he did, but he was a nice guy. He was a really nice guy. 
but we never really figured out like how he and Hef became friends or how they met or anything. So he's kind of like this mystery character, but he was super nice. And I love that Hef said that. That was the best thing ever. That's my favorite. So like, then what happens? You come in and you meet Hef and, uh, what happens from there? Did like have get your number? Yeah, he got my number, and I th- he called me. I think personally the next day, and he says to me, I, "I'll never forget this." He says, "You know, I want to ask you out on a date," and I'm like, "Okay, okay." And you know, I'm like kind of like I'm like 21 years old or whatever, and I'm like talking to Hugh Hefner on the phone, and I'm just in shock. Like I don't even I I don't even know I comprehended everything he's saying, and he's like, "Just so you know, I want you to know that I do have it was six or seven at the time. I don't remember other girlfriends, so." It's not going to be a really monogamous date in that sense. And I'm like, oh, okay. As if you don't know. He was like, it's not going to be like uh, just you and I. I just want to make sure you you know that and you're okay with that. And I was like, yeah. And our first date was, um, do you remember when we took the plane to um, the Super Bowl in San Diego? Do you remember when we went to San Diego? That was your first? I pulled up to the mansion that same day That's earlier, crazy. right before we left. Mm-hmm. It was just like a crazy oh my gosh. to walk into because we had the plane, the private jet, and then we had a police escort. I don't know if you guys remember that. And then we go to this yes. crazy nightclub. I've never been to anything like that in my life. And there's bunnies walking With- around and all the playmates are coming up saying hi. And I had barely met you guys. Was this the San Diego yes. Super Bowl that we flew uh-huh. to? And do you remember how packed that so was? Packed. It was overwhelming. Oh my gosh, all the parties that we went to back in those days were packed. Even remember when we started off in Vegas? That was packed too. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so I want to go back just one step because I remember talking about my first phone call from Hef too, and it is so crazy when you get that first I phone call it. from Hef. I never thought it would be him. I thought, oh, sure enough, his assistant's going to call me or his secretary or somebody from the office or one of the other girls I have met or somebody, not him personally. I wasn't expecting Yeah. That. Yeah. And did you answer? Did you see that it was a phone call? And I don't it, know if it said like necessarily the Playboy Mansion, but I know the three one zero two seven three number, and I picked it up, and you know it was him. That's so crazy. So that night um, at the club, did you like stay in in the yeah. circle with yeah, all I of was us? Dancing with you guys. I thought so, but what 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 did you feel like it was like that night? Like, were you like just so excited to be there, or were you like, oh, this is kind of scary Not and stressed out, or there's like tension? I didn't or feel tension. I felt like everyone was super nice. Um, I didn't feel awkward. No one really made me feel awkward. Um, I guess it was just like so surreal. Like it was like, I can't believe this is really happening. Like I'm really like in this it, behind the velvet rope at this point, you know. Yeah, so you felt like everyone was really inviting yeah, I feel and like nice. That. I never, yeah. That's good. So then you, your first time out, you're going on this <laughs> private jet, and I mean, it's it's not exactly like my my time, but like I was telling at the beginning too, like when I first I had my first night out, you know, at the club or whatever. But then the next time, it was like we were going to go be on a, a nighttime talk show, like the very next Oh my night. gosh. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, that's intense. And so all of a sudden, yeah, it's like all of a sudden, so it's not quite a private jet, but it's still something like huge. Yeah, you're like on like national TV totally... the next day. 
yeah, something that's totally out of, you know, my knowledge base or anything I'm ever, you know, used to doing. So like, our, I feel like our stories are sort of similar. Where you're like thrown into kind of, like, like the limelight. Yeah. And it's overwhelming, but so exciting all at the same time. Yes. Yes. I felt yeah, the same. It's, it, it's really crazy. So then eventually um, you move in. How long would you say before you moved in? You know, it was probably about a week or two. I want to say... Was it that fast? It was pretty fast. I want to say he asked me on that Sunday. It was either that Sunday or the following Sunday. Because the Super Bowl is what? Super Bowl so he Sunday, asked- yeah. So it, was, it would have to be a week later. And then I think I took about a week or so. Maybe it was quicker. I was so excited to be be hanging out with you guys. That's crazy fast. Cause we always talk about how everybody's stories are a little bit different. Like it took me a really long time before I moved in Mm -hmm. and then other people like move in really quickly. And then, uh, you know, it's just, everyone's got like a totally different story on how long it takes. And that's kind of what like everyone's telling me. When did you get your bunny necklace? I think that might've taken a little bit of time. Um, I don't quite remember. I remember. I think he forgets sometimes because it was like that for me too. Like I moved in really fast and then like a week or so went by and I was like, wait, I don't have the bunny necklace like everybody else. This feels kind of weird. Like I'm not in the uniform, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I asked one of the other girls, I'm like, oh, Hef hasn't given me a bunny necklace yet. And I thought that she would be because she'd been kind of friendly so far. And I thought she'd be like, oh, well, you know, you just ask him or he'll, don't worry, you'll get it. Or do you want me to ask him or something? Like I thought she'd say something reassuring, Mm -hmm. but instead she goes, oh, (laughs) he didn't. Oh, no. (laughs) Well, then he obviously doesn't like you very much. (laughs) No, it was totally, looking back, I'm like, bitch. (laughs) I think I (laughs) remember. But at the time I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're like nervous. I think Mm -hmm. maybe you were the one that asked him for me at some point. Holly, maybe I feel like Holly, maybe it was, yeah, maybe, yeah. But I remember not being so concerned. I think my biggest thing was I didn't have like a huge wardrobe like you guys when I first moved in, like the other girls. I was like, I have like very little clothes. And remember, I was working at Bank of America at the time, so I had a lot of business suits. You know, Mm -hmm. like I was working as I can't remember. I was like a personal banker at the time, and so I had to be in like pantsuits all the time. So I had a lot of those mm-hmm. and not a lot of kind of clubby clothes. Because you but go out we, a couple we, times a week. I'm like, I And Hef has a pretty specific idea of what he likes people to wear. And of course you want to fit in, you know, you're new yeah. and everything. So I remember moving in, I had really no clothes either. I kind of had the one outfit I wore out the first night. And when I ended up moving into a bedroom that another playmate had just moved out of, she had left a brand new Playboy brand little black dress in the closet. Oh. And I remember being so grateful. <laughs> yeah. I was like, thank God, another outfit. Because you do get the clothing allowance, but that takes like at least a week. And then you kind of have to figure out how to ask for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then also you have to figure out where to go, what to buy. Because like you said, you want to fit in. So you want to be wearing something. You want to feel a part of, you want to look similar, you know, have a, the similar look as like all the other girls. And, you know, we're posing in the great hall for that photo before we went out. You don't yeah. want to look oddly out of place, like wearing a gown mm-hmm. when you guys are wearing club clothes, for example, or something like that. But I feel like, I can't remember who it was, but I feel like we, I connected with you guys, especially right away. And you kind of like helped me out. Like I remember Holly going to the jewelry store with you. That was a really good memory that you and I have together. That's fun. Yeah. I love one of my things I spent a lot of time doing when I lived there was just figuring out how to like bargain shop Mm -hmm. and get like the best looking stuff for the least amount of money. Because back then, like online shopping, it wasn't what it is today. So it'd be a lot of like 
Melrose. I remember Melrose a lot. And downtown, especially to buy the crystals. That's right. Oh my gosh. I think we kept that place in business. I think so too. (laughs) Was that what it was called? Bohemian Crystal? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I think Bridget, you took me there for my first time, I want to say. So when you decided to move in, I'm just curious because I feel like everyone has a different reason for wanting to be there Mm -hmm. or um, just was it for – what was it for you? Was it that you were really hoping to get Playmate? Were you just like wanting an amazing experience? Were you like looking for a place to stay because a lot of people are (laughs) in LA? Do you think you actually have like feelings for F? Like I'm just, cause everybody's, you know, story is different and reasons for being there are different. So I'm just curious. Yeah. I think like for me, it was all like the fascination with like the whole Playboy lifestyle, like reading with my family, like we were never allowed to open the magazine, but my dad would get a subscription and we were, we would look for the bunny on that cover, you know, every month they would come and we would always open it up. And I was just like always fascinated with Playboy and the lifestyle and the girls and the magazine and everything about it. So I was just like really happy to be like a part of that group. And like, I don't think I was really super happy in my job. I don't think that that's what I would would have been in banking in the actual physical branch for my life. That's not, that wasn't my dream, you know, but like meeting you guys and getting to be a part of um, Playboy was my dream. So it was, yeah. it's like, I could say I lived my dream. hundred percent. I can relate to Which that. Which is what I, yeah, dream. what I wanted since I was a little girl, you know? And I feel like I, along with you guys and everything like that, like helped make it happen. How long do you think you'd wanted to do that? Like how old were you when you first decided, like, I love this? Oh my gosh. I had to be really young. I remember in the check stand, um, I said there was a, it was a magazine. I want to say like teen or something. And I was real young. And I remember pointing to it and I was like, mom, I want to be like her. And it, it was Christy Turlington on the cover. And I said, I want to be like her when I grow up. And my mom was like, yeah, right. You know, <laughs> we're living in what was a small town then, San Jose. I know you're also from Northern California, Bridget, but um, San Jose was a small San town. San Jose is not so small. Not anymore. Anymore. It's not so small anymore. People know it. I used to say I'm from San Francisco because nobody knew San Jose. So what did you feel like when he was like, yeah, you can move in, but you got to share a room with Bridget? You know, I think honestly, we had gotten really close during that week because I think we had shared a, a, a room for a couple of nights. And I know yeah. you and I, well, really the three of us, we just get along with people. You know, we just don't have, there's never any drama. So I feel like we had kind of gotten close. And I think he gave me the option of being in the guest house. But I was like, I don't know if I want to be in the guest house. I kind of have a little bit of FOMO. I guess I always have. And so, like, I didn't want to be so far away. <laughs> I wanted to be yeah. next to you. <laughs> well, I feel like we did become close in that time and we wanted to share a room. Yes. Like we were like, no, don't go out to the guest house. Stay in here with me. I, at first like, I'm like, so maybe I fun. did invade her space. I didn't even think about it. But when, given the choice in the moment, um, for some reason, I don't think you were included. I don't know why. But <laughs> you probably should have included in that decision. But it was like, look, oh. Crystal, that's why we're having you on. Because I have a bone to pick. You invaded my space. <laughs> Both oh, of I you guys have... seem like fun people to share a room with. <laughs> yeah. I thought we had a great time. I thought we, we did so too. I thought so too. Oh my gosh, getting ready for parties. There was so much fun stuff. I have one <laughs> funny one for you. You're going to like this. And I'll show you a photo that I dug up yesterday. But um, I was watching, I can't remember what it was. I was actually talking to another playmate, Audra. I think it was yesterday, a couple of days ago. And we were talking about how on the show... There was a time when, I guess she was out of town, we were going to an award show, she said, 
and you and I were wearing the same color dress. And I walked in and they were filming <laughs> and they cut, they made it look like you got really upset. And yeah. and I were on the phone and we were like, we were both like, wait a minute, that's not Bridget. She wouldn't, she wouldn't do that. And we realized that, you know, it was made up to, to look like that. It was so funny. Yeah. Cause you're like, I was like, I don't remember it happening quite that way. <laughs> Right. Well, we talked about that That's on this show because, you know, we're like, take the episodes and pick them apart and like talk about everything that goes on. And I was like, they made it look like I was totally this mad. And, and you know what it says? Yes. That's, yeah. AFI awards. Oh, and, you know, they, they have me saying to you, go change. Yeah, and it makes it all serious. <laughs> but, you know, I was like, oh, you're wearing the same color as me. Yeah. Go change. Or, like, yeah. Was, or they picked it from a different. Time that night where, or you were joking, something like, yeah, they, the way I was joking with you, you were definitely joking if you even said it in that context at all, or we were like laughing about it or something like that. But yeah, the way they made it look was really like, and my face, like, I was like, no, (laughs) and then. And then I'm doing my makeup in the mirror, and it looks like I stop and, and scowl you're looking, at you because you're, you're not moving. And you're giving me a dirty moving. look. Yeah, and I'm just standing there pouting like about to cry. <laughs> it's unbelievable how easy it is for the editors to just take a face and make it look like like your face could be blank, but it looks like I'm giving a dirty look if they put it in, in the, the right, right spot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, we totally talked about that. And luckily, most of the listeners here all have said that they took it as a joke, yeah. like they knew I wasn't trying to be bitchy or whatever. <laughs> but it, I mean, I think they learned that after watching, you know, lots of episodes. Yeah. Not just, If you were just to watch that episode, you'd be like, damn. So I want to talk about the group because you were there when it was seven. Mm-hmm. And the dynamics going on. Talk to me about how you felt about everything at that time. Um, I felt, you know, I felt that it was, for me, overall, pretty good. Like, I felt like most of the people will go with 99 point whatever that proper ratio is. Um, person of people were really um, nice to me. I didn't really have a problem with anyone except for one person who I thought was a little bit of a bully. I can, I feel like I can guess who that is. We do know who it is because we've talked about that one person. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. That was a little rough for me, I think, you know, Uh, just kind of, um, I don't know. I feel like now I would be just kind of have more of a backbone when it came to that kind of behavior and treatment. But I was a little bit impressionable and young then and just kind of got, it's kind of scared, didn't really know where to turn. And I know you guys kind of, I would talk to you about a lot of stuff and things like that, but yeah, the, the attitude, I guess would, was kind of scary at the time with, from this one person. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like if I could go back in time, I feel like I would have stood up for myself better, but it was also a difficult thing to navigate because you didn't want to like get in trouble with half. Yeah. And like kind of hold my own appropriate space. But what is that, you know? So figuring that navigating that, which was easy amongst all of you, everyone else, but uh, very easy. Um, It was overall pretty good, except for a couple of times here and there with that unmentioned person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and with that person too, if I remember right, there was actually some – physical reasons to fear her. I do remember that now that you say it. Yeah. One of my first nights there, I was sitting in the wrong chair unbeknownst to me pretty early for dinner one night. And apparently that didn't sit well. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I remember. I got shoved. Cause yeah, and I I mean I tried to say it on here too before that like I not only did I feel bullied and like um I, I was like scared of these people and stuff or that and especially that one in particular, but I actually felt like sometimes scared to walk out of my room and down the hall that like for my physical safety. There was a lot of like uh, like avoidance, I feel like for me, just trying to avoid that person and just any contact or like running into mm-hmm. just because it was always for me awkward, not necessarily like physical, but just like always uncomfortable for me. Yeah. And I feel like if it was now, things might be a little bit different, like might be able to have, have like a conversation or get my, you know, my point across that I don't understand what's happening and why this is like this retaliation is going on or whatever's happening. Um, but you know, back then it was, uh, different. I, you know, I was a lot younger. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, why do you think there was so much drama with that one person? That's what I never could figure out. Yeah, I'm still either. trying to figure out what that person's motivations were in general. Like, but with that person, not that this one thing is relevant to how she treated us, but I couldn't even figure out why she was there. <laughs> like, I, I, when I try to figure out like, what does she want out of this situation? Because she always denied wanting to be a playmate. She seemed That's to correct. be the most like, she was the only person in the group who I didn't really think was financially needy. Like she had resources. So I'm like, why was she there? And why was she so mean to everybody else? That's like, what I don't what understand the, the meanness, like the, the con and yeah. you know, I, I've heard this from a lot of people, um, but just her like angry person or something like just always mad about something, always upset, whether it was, mm-hmm anger or whatever the emotion, but it was always extreme. Yeah, yeah. Just really unpleasant. And I just, and even since we, you know, left the mansion, she still talks so much trash about me. And I'm like, but what did I ever do to her? Like, I think she thinks I stood in the way of her, like getting more out of the situation, but like, what did I ever do to her? I'm so confused. I still don't know. <laughs> I don't either. And it just seemed like the, like, right away from the second I walked in, it was just attack mode, like the constantly. Mm -hmm. And it was just intense. It was intense, which um, makes me ask the next question. What would you say if somebody asked you, what was it like living at the mansion? How do you describe it? I think overall, like for me, um, I feel like for me, I would say the way I describe it usually to people is kind of like a family situation. Like the family dinners, like the dinners and things where we would come down in our pajamas and just casual, like was really meaningful to me. Like it meant a lot to just feel like natural with no makeup and, you know, in our pajamas and just walk around like so casual, like, and feel like, you know, safe to do that. And like, you weren't, you didn't have to be glammed up all the time and you weren't expected to uphold this like idea of what other people had of you know being at the playboy mansion with glammed up girls in lingerie doing pillow fights all the time that's not what that's not what my experience was wait what about our room we were always glammed up having pillow fights oh yeah (laughs) feathers flying everywhere you know (laughs) little little oil here and there yeah bras kidding (laughs) kidding 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 (laughs) jumping on the bed (laughs) so funny what would you say was your favorite moment living at the mansion? Oh gosh, I have so many. Um, I think that watching that that tape and watching like the 
the show unfold the way it did was a good memory. Like, so I feel like I really enjoyed our travels together. Like that experience, like going to um, Disney World and so many, and the Queen Mary, that was fun too. Oh my gosh. When we went down in that swimming pool, was it? The drain swimming yeah. pool? That was so fun. Yeah. And kind of wandering the halls and you trying to spook us out. <laughs> No, I would never do that. <laughs> that was so fun. And you like explaining every little nook to the of the Queen Mary. That was really awesome. Like there was like the travels really. And do you remember, I don't know if you saved my life, Bridget. Um, we were in Florida and we had just walked in the room and oh, there was yes. champagne there. Oh my God, I, I remember that. I had never opened champagne before. So I'm twisting it and I'm like, how does this thing open? I have a bottle like this pointed at my face. Bridget, you have it like me. in your lap, and you're looking <laughs> down at it, and I can see it in slow motion. <laughs> lifting the cork is is coming out. She runs and screams, and I'm like, "Huh!" I look at her, and she grabs oh, it away, pulls the bottle away from my face, and it bursts open. Do you yeah, remember the cork scary. hit the light and broke yes. the light? And Hefty yes. running in, and he was like, what in the world is going on here? I think you were right behind him, Holly. And um, he says, what in the world? Because you could hear the, you know, the, the ball burst in the ceiling. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was going to be my nose. <laughs> yeah, or your eye. Oh, my God. Well, because there was screaming, and then the cork burst, and then, and then, the then there was the glass. light shattering, and then it was just chaos for a minute. Yeah, and then half running in, and everyone was screaming, and I was just like, oh my gosh, that almost just, this trip would have ended very differently had you not been there. There would have been a hospital visit. Oh man, that would have been disastrous. <laughs> and that's so weird too, because... Crystal, I literally saw the cork moving in slow motion in my mind. I just was seeing it like oh. not even inch, but like like little millimeters coming out of the bottle. And I just went as fast as yeah, I could and like just ran. pushed it. And you grabbed I was like, oh it. My <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That was Yes. That was a close I definitely call. You might look different still today. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. That yeah. thing, it shot up. It broke the light. You know, it was funny because nobody, Hef wasn't even mad. He was just like, glad you're okay. That would have definitely been a disaster. Oh, my God. A hospital visit. Oh, for sure. And and God forbid we we uh, mess up Hef's schedule because we were always on a <laughs> Oh, minute to schedule. minute, minute to minute. Yeah. There was no time for the hospital. No, Crystal. definitely not. <laughs> Hospital on the maybe plane. For, maybe for, oh, that just reminded me. We used to, I forgot, we used to travel with a doctor. On the, really? Do you remember that, Holly? I don't. Wait. Was it every You guys, maybe I we think did. So, well, no, I would definitely remember, even when we went to Vegas, there was a doctor because I remember I got, um, and this was weird. I got some weird allergic reaction when we went to Vegas, like, I don't even know what happened, but my eyes all puffed up. Like I vaguely almost remember that shut. as well. And, there was, and they said, have the doctor look at her. And, and it was one of the guys that I thought was just security, but he was actually a doctor. And he opened up a briefcase and he had like everything you could need for like emergency situations. And he like gave me a shot in the arm of like some um, like uh, allergy yeah. medication or something. And it hurt so bad. And I remember the whole rest of the trip, my I could barely move my arm. Oh, no. So sore. And then I couldn't see out my eyes. I wore these sun, giant sunglasses. Oh, no. oh, my gosh. I have a picture of you that I... Uh, that I saw a couple of days ago as well. I remember that you were wearing a gold dress and the sunglasses. 
Yeah, yes. and the sunglasses worked because it was very 60s. Yeah, like, and it and worked I, well with the gold dress. Yeah, I actually like those pictures and stuff, but the reason I'm wearing them is because I'm just like, so, like my eyes are practically swollen shut. It's weird. Oh, no. It was, I wonder what it was you ate. I have no idea. And I think it happened one other time, either before that or after that, but I've never had it happen again. Weird. So I, I don't know. Um, what would you say was the weirdest thing or the, like, <laughs> crazy? It doesn't have to be a negative, but, or if it is a negative, whatever, but like, just, um, like the weirdest or most awkward mm, or. I was trying to think of what that would be. Weird and awkward. I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. You could think about it when we can come back to it later. Yeah. I want to hear what you, what did you answer? How did you answer that question? What was really oh, I didn't know in so many things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. There had to have been, right? I remember getting, just off the top of my head, going to the club and getting 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 attacked to, to join this, like, uh, the girls were trying to sneak away from security. And I was like, wait, wait. Oh, All of a sudden, everybody was gone. The girls are running off this way. And security's confused. And they're like, where is everybody? I'm like, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> But there was oh a time God. where, as the you know, we would go like wander the club or walk around or whatever, and um, they don't. We're always trying to ditch security for whatever reason. I don't know what they were. <laughs> it was just like escape the parents kind of thing. Yeah, to meet guys. Well, oh, that's what it was. <laughs> you know what I saw once? This is so weird. I saw that this was one of my first nights out with the group when I was brand new, had just moved in, and there was uh, one of the security guys. He was like a younger, shorter guy. I forget his name, but he was walking one of Hef's girlfriends to the bathroom, and they full on like did a slow, <laughs> open mouth kiss on the way to the bathroom. It what? was so weird. And this guy like continued so to work. Weird. With him. I don't think he ever found out about it. Oh my god! I'm in shock Me right too. now. I did not yeah. know this, and I want to so know. Weird. I do too. Well, we- well, I wanted to talk. Speaking of your um, awkward situation where the girls like were ditching security and stuff, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about the dynamics of the group because I feel like. Um, we would, and we'd always talk about this while you're there and stuff. You always tried to walk the line. Like Holly and I were like, okay, we would call them the mean girls, but you were always like walking the line yeah, Yeah, and trying to be friends with everybody, which (laughs) didn't work with everybody as we clearly established, but like you would try to like, but tell me what that was like. Like, well, I don't know. I guess I've always been kind of a people pleaser. That's like both a, you know, flaw and kind of a good thing, I think, at this point in my life. But, um, you know, I, I just most comfortable with being friends with everyone and like not necessarily changing who I was or my personality to appease people, but just I was always more comfortable, like feeling like I was accepted by everyone. Um, so, I mean, it pretty much worked well, I think. I mean, I wasn't in, you know, that I was, I, I can only speak from my personal experience. So I don't know what people said or thought about my situation and being in that role, like going from like the mean girls to you guys and kind of like being kind of non, um, biased in the, the like click kind of situation, except for minus that one person we discussed. <laughs> um, but, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like I was forced to choose a a certain side or group of people, you know, in a forceful way of any measure. I felt like I was able to maintain friendships with everyone. 
I always end up because, being much closer to you guys. Yeah. Well, I feel like there were times that you would um, talk to me and stuff about feeling like torn, like you were afraid to do certain things or they might get mad or I suppose. Yeah, I guess there was times when I felt like you always understood and I kind of made it clear to other people as well that like I'm never going to – you can't put me in a position to choose not to be friends with somebody that I feel connection with. You know, I yeah. made that very clear. Yeah. Because that's just not who I am. Yeah. Um, so at some point, and it wasn't, you didn't stay that long as a girlfriend. How long were you a girlfriend? It's about, it was a year. I want to say a solid year, maybe a little more. I'm not a hundred percent sure. A little less, wow. somewhere around that time frame. Yeah. So what made you decide this isn't for me? Well, you know, honestly, I feel like if I'm going to be completely honest, and I remember Mary, you know, making it clear that she was kind of aware of the same situation, the bullying really has started to affect me. Yeah. You know, if I, you know, I don't want to give that certain person too much power, but at that time in my life, it was really negatively affecting me. And, um, I think the, the, the fact that nothing was being done about it, um, you know, it makes me wonder how that person had so much power and why nothing was ever said. Because if I was the, not the only one receiving this sort of treatment, but you know, you can't change it. And nobody seemed to know what the right thing to do was because it seemed like a lot of people knew what was going on. Yeah. It was such a tricky situation because with that one girl you're talking about too, who was really mean, I don't even feel like Hef was that into her, but somehow just because the way the situation was so awkward all the way around and everybody was like tiptoeing around everything, it's like you could, nothing could be done. Like if I would have went to Hef and been like, hey, she's really mean, he would have been mad at me because like I'm causing the problem just by bringing it up. And it was hard and it was weird. Like I would have understand it more if Hef was like super into her and yeah. thought she was like hot shit. And she kind of glommed on to this other girl that Hef liked and found her place there. And it was almost like she was safe because nobody could really stand up for themselves. It was just so weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, and I wonder why the, the other girls didn't like mention something. I know that it was told to me that they had at some point, but nothing's changed. So, yeah, I think she was just safe because she was like glommed on to the other girl. Mm -hmm. And the other girl didn't have bad experiences with her because the bully was like in love with yes, the other girl. Yes. And like worshiped her. Mm -hmm. And then that girl kind of had power because Hef liked her. So she's kind of safe in that way. Get it. Yep. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But Crystal, you said you talked to Mary about it and Mary like knew that yeah, this girl she was said, trouble, but just was like, if you don't like it, you have to leave. No, that's not even how it happened. It happened a long time after I had left. And she goes, you know, one day we were sitting in her office and she said to me, I know the real reason you left. And I was like, oh, um, you know, it kind of became... It became like a really kind of a big thing, but my, my, that situation, my situation with that person, because as you know, when I moved out, I still stayed really close to half and to you guys really, really yeah. close. And we did not want you to leave. We did no. not want you to leave. We were super bummed that you were leaving. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like it was rough. I feel like I did move out physically, but I never really kind of really never left. You know, yeah. I was renting a room in San Diego, but I came up and stayed a lot of nights with you, Bridget, you know, mm -hmm. and we would hang out and we would either go to the parties or go out or, you know, whatever. I just felt like if I had that little bit of like independence, I would have a little more um, 
comfort in coming around, but not, I don't know. I, I, it didn't really work out as I had thought. And then I think there was a conversation between Mary, the staff and Hef where this person was banned from the mansion. And there was one party. It was not a playboy party. It was, I want to say a karma party and security had come up to me along with, was it not Joyce was one of the secretaries. And she said, this person's on the property. Do you want her, we can ask her to leave because, you know, she's not supposed to be here. I love that. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I'm not, no, don't, don't ask her to leave. I don't care. If something, because if there, if there becomes a problem, which I don't anticipate, yes, I'll let you know. But otherwise, no, I don't care. You know, that this person's here, you know, I'm not, I didn't really care. So, but the, I thought that was pretty, that was like a change, you know, from what we had talked about before to the action that had taken place that night with security saying, do you want? Do you want us to remove her? But you know what? I think they were escorted out. And the video, Uh because you know how Hef had somebody videoing the whole party? The video camera, like, followed them out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't remember that. I was probably off doing my own thing at that point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we only found out about it later because we, like, watched the video. And then one of the girls who was escorted out, like, wrote a letter back (laughs) and was like, I can't believe we were invited. And she's, like, trying to make excuses for being in this man's home. She's like, we were invited by the people who were throwing the party. And, you know, I understand if you want to kick us out. But to have the video camera follow us was really (laughs) crass. And I'm just like... (laughs) But not as crass as she is in general. Right. Yeah. I mean, pushing people and uh, just being yeah. like temper problems. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I was going to ask you next, like, why did you sort of come back? Because eventually you did uh, kind of move back in, not into the mansion and not as a girlfriend, but you moved over to the bunny house. Tell me about how that came to be. Well, I was, tra- I was coming back and forth because I was still going out with you guys a lot and I was still doing a lot of modeling in LA. So I was like, constantly in LA. And I think that's when I correct me if I'm wrong, Holly, but you had suggested to have to open the bunny house up for girls that yeah, you we guys both wanted to did. hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we wanted guys... like a nice place to live for girls we thought were fun and no yeah. obligation to them other than just show up to a party or two. Yeah. And have dinner yeah. with you guys and hang out. Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of fun there and coming back and forth and hanging out with you guys and being a part of the show with you and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it was great. I I feel like I never really left for that whole period of time. I mean, yeah, that was my physical mailing address for whatever period of time until you guys opened the, um, the Playmate house. But, you know, I was, I feel like I was there a lot. And when I moved into the Playmate house, it was just, I just felt so at home. I had, you know, I took the orange cat over there, you know, it's like Yeller. That's, I forgot oh, about yeah. Yeller. We've yeah. never talked about, so Yeller was like a cat that just kind of roamed the mansion grounds, He's, right? And he'd hang out with security. Mm-hmm. He, they think That's they, so cute. They think he was dropped off there because whoever had him couldn't take care of him and that they knew he would have uh-huh. like a safe a safe home at the mansion because we'd be taking care of him, fed and things. Oh and my he gosh. was, but then Crystal took him over. I took him over. At my house. But that guy was crazy in and out all the time he was fighting raccoons off oh my gosh he's great <laughs> he was he was wow would you say it was better being a non-girlfriend you know what i don't think necessarily i think not to like replay this tape but i think it was once that one person was no longer a part of the scene it, a lot of things changed for me yeah a lot of things yeah. the dynamics changed a lot in my opinion. It changed for me too, all of us. Yeah. Like we talked about. Yeah. Night and day. <laughs>
like we've talked about how we had to have a party <laughs> when that was all that whole thing was over. Yeah. Like, yeah. When they got kicked out, we went into each of their rooms and took a picture just to like know it was real because <laughs> we were in disbelief because for because they'd been there for like well over a year and we thought they were never going to leave. And it was just such a relief when they were finally kicked out. They'd been there pushing two years. Yeah. Yeah. They were there before I got there and long after. Mm -hmm. But seriously, it felt like 10 years. (laughs) 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, from like 10 years for me. I was only there for like a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought this is never going to end. How did you feel like when the girls next door started shooting and all that started happening? It was another thing where I just didn't like realize what was happening at the time. Like it, I feel like everything from like moving into how I got asked to go into like starting the show to like every moving out, having to tell half that I was leaving all that. And you guys too. I remember Holly, I told you the night before and it was just like so emotional. Um, but that was another thing where it's like, I, at the time I didn't realize the magnitude of what was going on and like how that would change, like, like your guys' lives so much, you know, and like, just like really shape like the lives of like all of us and change Mm -hmm. so much for Playboy, but also for you guys as well. I don't think any of us realized how much effect it would have on our lives. But it was kind of crazy how just cameras follow you around all over the place and I remember, you know, I don't know if you guys had a lot of, um, like, warning when they would come and film, but, you know, when they would come over to to the Playmate house and they were like, we're waking you guys up in the morning, we'd always, we'd all get around, sit around and talk about, oh, are you going to sleep with your makeup on? Are you going to sleep? You know? That's so <laughs> funny. Fun oh, stuff. my God. <laughs> and then they never ended yeah. up coming. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! So funny. Do you think that a lot of people recognize you from the show? Not anymore. A little bit in the well, because you're you got dark that's hair true. now. So I have dark hair now. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't go out as much as I used to. But um, once in a while, once in a while, it kind of feels weird. Would you say that it helped you in any way, or hindered you in any way, or just neither? The show or being there? Uh, my question was the show, but I'm curious about being there too. The show, not as much, I think, for you as for you guys, being that you were like the stars of the show and it really changed your lives. Um, not as much, but being there for sure, being there just in general, and having the relationships and the long term relationships that I've developed while there with like Hef and Mary and you guys. And I mean, look how many years later and here we are talking like we were just there yesterday. And with some of the other playmates as well, like just those friendships and those relationships and just really like transformed me into like who I am. That's for sure. That had like a huge, I mean, we were a part of that for a long time. And just being a part of all of that really shaped who I am. That's for sure. And like the influences there and, and in you guys and the staff and, you know, people like Mary, who I got, to be really close with that totally changed my life for sure. Just seeing things from like different from how I grew up in San Jose, you know, just like a whole different perspective on life and a whole different like lifestyle and open my eyes to so many things. For example, like one thing, like having this heart that I do for like special needs animals, like I didn't grow up with animals. We didn't have dogs and cats and you know, birds and things like that. We weren't like a huge, my parents are more like old school, you know, they're not like, we didn't have animals in our home, few cats here and there, but you know, not like dogs and the compassion for dogs and seeing the the dog lovers and the animal lovers and the, you know, especially you, Holly, all that kind of stuff. Like that was different for me and like taught me a lot about who I want to be. Yeah. That's so awesome. What would you say your relationship was like with Mary or how would you describe Mary to people? Because people have mixed feelings about Mary and I I loved Mary. She was kind of like a mother figure to me. Like I almost had like, there was a bedroom with in, in our home that 
you know, that I would stay at from time to time. And I would help her like with Thanksgiving. And, you know, when she wasn't seeing very well, I would go into her office and read to her and like drive her home and things like that. So we got really close. Aww. Actually, I have her that's name so awesome. tattooed on my arm. <laughs> oh, that's so wow, that's really, really close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the end, we got really close. I was next to her Aww. when she passed. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because I'm glad to know that somebody who really cared about her was there because yeah. I was worried because as you know, if people don't know, like her partner, Captain Bob passed mm-hmm. away before she did. And I remember when Mary was in the hospital, like I was about ready to give birth and I was in Las Vegas, so I couldn't be yeah. there. And I didn't know who was there because Bridget, you and Ashley tried to be there. I tried to go. No way. I wasn't allowed to go see her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. A certain somebody said no. Yeah. I got, um, when I was called from one of Mary's friends and said, you know, time to come, you have to come to the hospital. It was actually one of the playmates. I was, um, co-hosting a, um, baby shower and that very day we were getting ready, like putting out all the alcohol and like getting the food ready and stuff like that for the, um, for the baby shower. And, uh, I got a call and said, you know, you come down to, she, she wants you here now. And I knew what that meant. And I had kind of, um, broke down, like kind of crying. And I remember exactly where I was. I was in the laundry room and one of the girls from the main house come out, came over and said, can I drive you? Because I was not clearly wasn't in a good space to be driving. You know, I kind of got in trouble for it for like allowing this person to drive me. And I was like, well, that's a little weird because I was not in a good state to, to be driving. But yeah. that was my experience with, with that. So I could imagine. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ashley and I tried to go and visit and um, actually Brian Alea called me and said, I think you should go visit mm-hmm. her. You know, you should. And I said, I want to like, tell me where she's at. And then, um, and then no, mm. wasn't allowed, which is still, I'm like, I have a big problem with that still. Yeah, I can and imagine. the same thing happened to me with Hef. Like they wouldn't let me come and say goodbye to him wow. for a long time. Mm. Like before he was really sick even. And so, um, yeah, I have a lot of issues and a lot of problems with that. And we're going to get into that at some point. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> but, should. Um, yeah, I, yeah. So tell me, how long did you live at the bunny house total? Probably had to be like 10 years, nine years, God. maybe including the year, maybe including the year that I was at, at the main house with you guys too. It was about a total of nine, 10 years, I want to say. Is there a long wow. time? Overstayed my welcome. Yeah. <laughs> No, you did not. Everybody wanted you there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so you have to tell us, Crystal. Okay. We get so many like stories about what life was like after we left and stuff. Tell us what it was like there after we left. Oh, after you guys left. It was, you know what? Well, the show didn't really do as well when you guys weren't there. So it got canceled pretty quickly, as you know. It was like, uh, it all happened again so fast. It feels like for me. And it was just like, you guys to a different group. I don't think I was as close to the new group as I was too. So I wasn't there as often. I didn't spend time like in other people's rooms. I wasn't upstairs hanging out in rooms, having drinks, getting ready for parties, that kind of thing. That all changed. I would get ready more with the girls at the Playmate house and I became closer to them. And it kind of morphed into kind of a closer bond with the girls that were at the house. And we would do puzzles and drink wine, like simple stuff. We'd rent movies and, you know, we always went over to the house for um, dinner and a movie, but then we'd go back to the house, hang out, figure out what we're going to do, if we were going to go out or 
just hang, just do a puzzle or, you know, whatever. We, we kind of, kind of became more of that. Yeah. Was Hess still going out to the clubs and stuff? Not as much. No, I want to say not, not so much. Cause I've just heard so many stories about how things pr- changed pretty drastically after we left. Yeah. And, but then you never know, you know, you are these people just saying that cause you know, they're trying to be nice or do they really mean it? Like things change. Like it just wasn't the same after we were It gone. wasn't the same. It definitely, I don't mean like we were super wild or anything. But it definitely was a total opposite. Like we didn't go out. There was not as much partying. There was not, there was no like really, no one really drank anymore. It was just kind of really mellow. So were you there till like the very Mm -hmm. end or at some point? Okay, so you didn't need, because I know a lot of people, and this is so sad, but a lot of people that were really close with Hef and for many, many years were taken off the list yes. towards the end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were not admitted on the property mm-hmm. anymore. But you you got to stay. I was still like... living there. I was living there until we literally were kicked out when have sold the house. And we were told, okay, well, you have, what was it, three months? And then three months turned into six. And then, you know, it just, it. I don't necessarily know if it took a while to sell or if, he hadn't listed it right away or what the situation was, but we stayed up almost a year. But they put it on the market and they sold it uh, while Hef was still alive. Yes. yes. But um, were you, did you, were you there up until Hef passed away? I wasn't living there, but I would go there to play cards and to have dinners and to go to the parties. I mean, there weren't, yeah, I guess there was a couple of parties towards the end, but there was a couple, but they were more put on by Cooper because I went to a couple of them. Okay, maybe. Yes, yes. Those. Sorry, I don't mean to start laughing, but I was just thinking of the Christmas post. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Crystal, this is so dumb. Everybody's going to be like, why is Holly on this fucking tangent? But I remember like in Hex later days, I don't know why this came to my attention, but sometimes like there would be a party and like somebody would point out that Cooper would post a picture of him and have like, oh, we had a great time at the party last night, but the picture was really from like a year <laughs> earlier. It was like the, there was so much disconnect with the social media. And then a picture was posted on Hep's Instagram and it was as if you were standing outside the mansion door looking in through that little glass window of the door and there's a wreath around it and you see this creepy life-size statue of Santa inside <laughs> the window and it says, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas at the bottom. And I just remember thinking, Hef didn't post that. Like, I know he didn't post that. And for some reason, I don't know why, but it makes me laugh so hard. And I even made like a TikTok about it that I never posted. And I'll send it to Bridget on random days because it just makes me laugh. I so want to see this. No, I know he didn't post that. It drives me well, there's something eerie and creepy. About and who Instagram is it on? It was oh, on text, really? but I just, oh, so no, funny. he didn't post it. And I don't know why, but it makes me laugh so hard. So I've, I was so behind when it came to like Instagram and stuff. Um, so he had his own Instagram and who had access to this? Like who was posting and on what platform? I think, Obviously it wasn't a cell phone. Well, I think Crystal had oh, access right. to okay. his Instagram, but I don't know. Other people might have too. Cause I feel like just from what I observed or what people pointed out, I feel like Cooper was posting mm-hmm. stuff too that made it look like he Hef was a little more up and about than he was, which is fine. That's their business. But I don't know why just like the Christmas post <laughs> was so weird. It was just such a weird disconnect. <laughs> Like it didn't make I always sense. thought there was. Yeah, I always thought it was just sort of creepy, like sort of eerie. I have to see like, this post. 
I don't know. Things really did change now that now that I think about it. A lot of stuff I've been noticing is like kind of in retrospect. Like things just were so, you know, grandiose and like looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that I I can't believe I didn't feel more some type of way with, you know, like the first date going on a private jet, you know, things like that. And like the show having cameras in your face in the early morning or just, you know, never knowing what, what's going to happen with that. And just kind of, um, well, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. And when you're in the moment, like you're just, you're just, it's like fight or flight. You're just going and, and not in a bad way. Not like it's horrible things happening, like in a good way, but you're just trying to cope and do the best you can because here you are in this like crazy, amazing situation and you want to do well and you want to, you know, you want to shine. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like it gets overwhelming and you just become focused on doing the best you can at that moment. Yeah. But it's hard to like feel the moment Yeah, when you're doing that. And I feel like a lot more of the memories, maybe because they were so much more like powerful were when you guys were there versus afterwards. It wasn't as family-ish. Yeah. Okay. Sad talk. Where were you when Hef died? I was in Vegas. I had seen him a couple of days before. So um, I feel really grateful. I'm sorry that you didn't have that's really, I'm, that is really a bummer. I didn't know that. I was sure something that I could have done. Um, but I did get to say goodbye a couple of days before. So I'm just so grateful of for that. Um, for being able mm-hmm. to say goodbye and see him a couple of days before, you know, did you know it was coming? I mean, you know, you never prepared for it. And I knew that I never was going to be at first. Cause at, so, at, there was a few times where I had gotten calls and it was rumors and I knew they were rumors because I had seen him either that day or within a couple of days and he was in good shape. So I assumed they were rumors. And this time I did as well, because that's what I wanted to assume. That's where my my head just went automatically that this has to be some sort of rumor call crystal. I need confirmation. You know, I did kind of know it wasn't, it, I wasn't as convinced that it was a rumor as I had been in the past. We'll just say that. Yeah. Cause I had seen him two days before. Were you invited to Hespian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get invited to that either. Sorry. Yeah. And I wish there was something I could have done. And you know what? Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that there is no way that Hef wouldn't have wanted no, to be there. No, All three of us. Correct. No matter yes. what. Yes. But I think, unfortunately, at that time, there wasn't another enough people like Mary um, to intervene on your guys' yeah. behalf. And there I had nobody. no idea. I don't know what I could have done. Honestly, there was some powerful forces, obviously, as you know, in um, next to him at that time. <laughs> but um, Yeah. Well, I confronted mm. one of them. I have a little, I have a little list of people <laughs> who I know prevented me from saying goodbye to Mary, saying goodbye to Hef, and not inviting me to the funeral. And they're not okay on my list. Yeah, of course, so. of course, you would imagine. Yeah, Mary was like a huge advocate for him, and you know, when she was not around anymore, a lot of things changed. A lot. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think that's when the guest list started changing and the parties started changing. Um, there was a lot mm-hmm. of changes afterwards. And it's sad because, like I mentioned before, a lot of his really close friends, mm-hmm. people who, you know, have spent 20 years more, even more, hanging out there and being by have side and stuff were no longer all of a sudden just like not allowed mm-hmm. up there anymore. Mm-hmm. And for no real reasons that they were given. Mm-hmm. Yep. I do remember it's that. Really it sad. is very sad. Have you been to the gravesite? Yes. I used to go regularly. I would go there and like bring stuff and just kind of hang out. There's a couple of times yes. I was uh, not, you know, I was struggling and I would go and like sit and hug. So like I would have lunch with him or something. Well, you kind of led me into the next question. I was wondering if you still talk to people from the mansion. I do. 
I do. I still talk to a lot of the staff. Um, I still talk to a lot of the girls. Who, who from the staff do you talk to? I actually to? talked to Deandra yesterday. I knew his name came up earlier. Okay. I talked to Kia as well. Um, I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carlina. She texted me a couple days Good. ago. Kim. Brian? Yes, Brian okay. and Kim and a lot of the security. Um, and I talked to some of the playmates as well. I keep in touch with a handful of them. Who do you talk to most? Audra, no, yeah. I know you and Audra. Mm-hmm. I talked mm-hmm. to Audra. I talked to Stacey Burke. We're going to have Stacey on the show oh, good. too. So tell everybody what you're up to now. Well, um, I'm still modeling, which is really cool. I feel blessed for that because um, it's, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, that's what I wanted to do since I was a little girl. So I'm lucky. I have my only fans. Um, and I did a really cool um, bikini shoot out in Malibu. Uh, I posted on my Instagram. Um, so that's been really fun. That's been cool. I'm like super happy about that. Like I said, I'm getting involved with uh, special needs animals. I'm thinking about opening up a sanctuary at some point, maybe when I retire Aww. from modeling. Because yeah. I've always seemed to have like special needs animals always seem to come into my life. Like I've had deaf cats and I think I have one tattooed on my on my foot, a deaf a cat that I had that was deaf. And um, now I have a blind dog who I medicate twice a day and, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I want to get involved with something more involved. And I've been looking into fostering, so I'm going to start that coming up pretty soon. Well, speaking so awesome. of that stuff, do you know uh, what happened to all the animals at the mansion? You know what? I know some of the staff took them. I know some of the staff that were like allowed to take whatever birds were legal to be like kept in homes or whatever took them. So I know there was a little bit of that, but I think some of them did go to san- sanctuaries, but I don't think they're not on the property anymore from what I know. They're I don't think not? so. I thought they were. I don't oh my think God, so. My heart is broken. I could be wrong. I, I could guy... be wrong. Well, I think it's under um, extensive yeah, renovations. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Like last time I saw like an overhead yeah. photo of it, like the, the pool mm-hmm. is drained, everything, the whole backyard is ripped up, the front yeah, yard that's is ripped, ripped up. up. Like there's no, the roof is off. Like there's, yep. everything is just Yeah, like I must have seen crazy. the same one. I don't even think the guest house was there anymore, I want to say. <gasps> yeah, it looked like part of the guest house had been demolished from like mm-hmm. the last picture I saw. Because I know that aviary so... was at one point and then yeah. when they yeah. were kind of like, you know, t- kind of trying to t- tie things up. Um, but I think that part of the guest house too, if not all of it. It's definitely changed a lot. The aviary was sad too mm-hmm. because they took it out for parking. No. I think that's when they sold the house that I was at because remember they used to use that house for parking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, when they sold that house, yeah, they needed it for parking, I suppose. Do you that's miss too those bad days? The aviary was so cool. It was like a little jungle wonderland. Oh my gosh. It was, oh my so, God, it was cool. so cool. It was so cool too. I love the little marmosets and feeding them mealworms. Wait, which one? They had these what, what? little marm. I think they're called marmosets in the aviary and they were in like this big cage towards the, um, the back of the aviary where security was, and they had a little the tamarind. Yes, yeah, yes, yes. Oh, okay, so little... okay, okay. I was thinking of like a little mouse type no, thing God. or something. I was like, wait, I don't remember yeah. that. Do you think if it was still around and happening, you'd still yeah, be there? Probably. <laughs> I think, yeah, definitely. You know, maybe not all the time, obviously, but I definitely would go and play cards if that was if everyone was still around. I really enjoyed those moments. Yeah. Did you play cards at the mansion or at? Uh, Mary's house. Monday was was at Mary's. Tuesdays was at the mansion. <laughs> that's funny. So that's one thing they one kept thing. around was game night because we started yep. game night yep. on Tuesdays. Yep. It was. Uh, yep. Well, I mean, Holly, I feel like I took that over with all my notes. Did you have anything else you wanted to ask or talk about? 
No, I meant to leave it to you. Oh, because I knew you had all the questions prepared. And so you guys knew each other better anyway. So I was like, Crystal, do you have anything else? Any other stories you wanted to say or any other things you wanted to add? Or I think we, we it was nice catching up and talking about some of that stuff. And, you know, knowing that and hearing about some of the stuff that I didn't know was going on, too, because like I had a different role. Yeah. After the, you know, after that one year when I was a girlfriend at the time as well. Kind of yeah, it was so great catching up. And I'm so happy to hear you were with Mary in the end. That makes me happy. Me too. Thanks a lot. I'm so sorry you weren't there. I'm so sorry. Well, thanks for calling in. Thanks. Love you guys. Thank you so much. We're let's, excited. Let's get together yes, soon. Most definitely. Thanks, Bye, Crystal. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We loved catching up with Crystal, and we hope you did too. Next week, we are going to be talking about Season 1, Episode 4, What Happens in Vegas. Be sure and watch that episode if you have the DVDs. It's also streaming on Tubi, Amazon Prime. Be sure and check out our Instagram at girlsnextlevel underscore podcast. Hit us up there if you have any questions or comments. And for more content, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash girlsnextlevel. See you next week.